Hello, everybody. This is the Tavon Show. This is the Tavon Podcast on this lovely Thursday. Um, I'm located in Norman, Oklahoma today, and I have a very interesting guest with us today. Her name is Tori. Uh, hello, Tori. Can you hear us? Yes, just fine. Uh, tell, tell my viewers a little bit about yourself and uh, where are you from? Hi, um, my name's Tori Miller. I'm actually from uh, Denison, Texas. I live in uh, New Mexico now, Capitan, right outside of Riadosa. Okay. Is that a is that a red area where you're from, or is that more Democrat controlled? Where uh, I'm originally from is it was usually red, but now here lately it's kind of going purple, and where I'm at now is completely dark blue oh yeah new mexico had it rough during the pandemic uh and so uh, so yeah my governor is governor lujan grissom that sucks uh so what are your political leanings uh altogether i'm uh actually an independent okay i vote i vote where my heart goes right and uh whatever someone pushes forward and I believe in what they're saying and it leans towards how I feel about things and, and I vote with my heart. That's and good. It doesn't matter what uh, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. Oh, so you're an and, independent? Yeah, absolutely independent. Okay, yeah. See, I, I lean more to the right of things, but I wouldn't consider myself to be a conservative. I would consider myself to be more of a libertarian, sometimes in the middle. It just depends. It's more of a case-by-case, case, but I'm definitely a Trump supporter. Now, um, how do you feel about Trump downplaying COVID-19 in this latest news report from Fox News? Uh, the downplaying, um, I don't really look at it as downplaying. I wish he wouldn't have done an interview with that man because he knew what the repercussions would be. Right. And anything that he said to him was said publicly way month. I mean, many months ago. But I wish he would have been a little bit more honest for the people like me that do have underlying health problems. And, you know, so we were a little bit more weary. But I don't, I think that there was already panic from the left anyways. So I really don't see what. The difference is now knowing that that guy that can't stand him anyways reported on what he said to him. Right. And that's kind of how I looked at it as well. I don't see how much uh, – I don't see how it would have helped if he would have caused panic, especially without a no. vaccine. Especially without a vaccine. Absolutely. And, I mean, what, what good does it do for a president or a vice president or any leader to cause panic? It does nobody any good. Yeah. Panic kills. I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't help anybody. Okay, and I'm I'm actually glad I got you on the phone because uh, we've been Facebook Facebook friends for a while. I never knew you was an independent, uh, so that makes my questions a lot uh, 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 important, just that much essential to what I've been trying to study in independent voters. Uh, since you're an independent voter – how do you view the violence that's going on right now in, in places like Portland? You have protests in some areas of Dallas, uh, Rochester, New York. We have some uh, uh, high police 
uh, command stepped down. I believe the entire command stepped down. And the violence is continue to go on, and we don't know when it's going to stop. How do you feel about that? Well, um, okay, on one side, um, I'm a little disappointed in Trump that he has not actually, no matter what any of the mayors, governors, no matter what they say, he's the president. He needs to step in, and even if he has to sign the Insurrection Act and give them zero say over what goes on, he needs to stop it because people, innocent people, are losing their businesses, their livelihoods. They're going to end up starving, and most of them can't afford to move. So they have to sit there and live like that because nobody is helping them. I'm not saying it's Trump's fault. I'm saying he needs to be the one to step in because no one else is. Yeah, that's how I look at it. But it, in a in a political year or an election year, I don't know how much of that is playing a, a key role in why he won't go in. And that's why I constantly say after the election, he will have more, you know, like Obama said, more flexibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, that more flexibility thing. I love that one. And I, I look you know, at I, it. I voted for Obama first term. Right. And I I'm look at it now, but I did. I look at the flexibility uh, where Obama said flexibility. I find that to be true because you do have more flexibility after the election. And no matter who it is, Biden or Trump, I think the violence is going to stop after the election. I really do. I think election night and the day after election is going to be pretty chaotic. But for the, like the weeks leading up in November, um, you know, the middle of November, I believe it's going to be stopped. Uh, there will be chaos if uh, Trump wins. But oh, if- absolutely! It's gonna it's gonna get completely crazy. They are gonna lose their mind. But I'm not all sure that you know a lot of those people out there doing that. They want to bring down the total system. So it doesn't matter if Biden or Trump wins. They don't want either one of them. They want a totally they want a totally different system. They yeah. want to. They want to make the rules. The autonomous zone, huh? That's what they want. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they want a huge United States autonomous zone that they get to make the rules in. And where do you think they're getting these ideas from? Is it from the universities? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it starts out in high school. So I mean, some even younger than that. But high school is where it majorly starts. And then once once you send your kid off to college. They are taught and like it's pushed on them that this is this is the way the world is and you might have been told different by your family, but they're wrong. This is how it really is. And they they make them hate certain ways of life that they don't even realize they're turning them into a person that is gonna end up losing everything just along with everyone else if they keep going that way. Yes. I saw it on Fox News. I was watching it, and there were uh, it looked about like eight uh, kids or teenagers, college kids, that got arrested for throwing stuff, and they're going to do serious time. And it comes back that these kids are like super wealthy. Their families are super. Wealthy. Oh, absolutely! It, most of the problems. I'm not. I'm not saying only, but. 
if you look at all of the writings everywhere, each place that it is, the majority of the people out there are white. Uh, I would say 18 to 28 white white people, and very few are black. Yeah, and most of them are posing as Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Um, I don't understand how we how we can live in a society where we have these wealthy kids so angry uh, at America. Uh, uh, what what could you honestly be uh, angry about in America? Well, if you take a look, I've noticed that um, in the inner cities, I've noticed more. Um, Okay, the Antifa are brats. They were raised as brats. And they've been told they can do anything they want. They've never, you know, they always got a trophy. Um, when they wanted that iPhone 11, they got it, no matter if they cleaned their room or not. Um, but if you look at the inner cities, for some reason, I don't know why, and I'm not saying this is everywhere and everyone, but if you take a look at those, those kids growing up, they've been taught, that the world hates, uh, the United States hates them. And no matter what they do, they're always going to be a target and they're never going to be able to make it out of the hood. That's, that's what a lot of, the, it seems a lot of the parents have taught them. Yeah. So they have an angry outlook on the world when in reality, the majority of, I mean, like me, the majority of people want more help for inner cities, want more help for, you know, underprivileged kids to be able to have, be able to go to college, be able to go to the school of their choice so that they can learn and not just be pushed on to the next grade because yeah. they are, the teachers are lazy and are unions. There you go. Yeah, exactly. The, the, it's the unions. And I think the most important thing in, in my community where I grew up, I, I grew up in Spencer, Oklahoma. The biggest thing in my community was, was education. And we didn't have much of education in my community, but that was the biggest problem that we had was uh, education. A lot of kids, they just kind of, you know, was pushed <clears throat> on to the next grade and it really didn't help anybody. We didn't, we didn't put any emphasis on education and you were frowned upon if you were studying and carried books all the time and you know you're called a dork yeah called a dork a geek whatever uh but like i told uh i told i can't remember who i told i think i told my little brother this i said people respect you more when you have a brain people don't respect Absolutely. people don't respect that 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 senior jock that cool guy that because when you get it out in the real world, it's all about what you can uh, bring to the table. It, you, you can't bring coolness in the real world. They're just not, it's not yeah. going to work. Cool doesn't bring a paycheck. And cool doesn't make you understand what's going on around you and make you a better person in the world. Yeah. and So, so just because you're cool in 10th grade doesn't mean you're going to be cool when you go out into the real life thinking, Ooh, I'm awesome, and everyone's gonna love me, so I'm gonna be a billionaire. That's not how it works. Yeah, but you know what I noticed about what's been going on the last several years? 
it's different from when I, I, I graduated. I graduated here recently in 2013 from high school. Uh, I mean, it might seem. Oh, wow, you're way younger than me. Oh, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm 26. And uh, so the thing is, is back then we were going off of like, you know, who was popular, who was pretty, who was the, you know, the nice looking guy, you know, this and that. But now with the kids, now it seems like who can go viral, who, what are the next trend? And I think that's dangerous because nobody's doing anything dangerous. productive. Very, very dangerous. Social media is a big problem. I didn't think social media would be this big, did you? No, absolutely not. I thought, you know, I didn't even get on Facebook until four years ago. My daughter finally talked me into it. I just, <laughs> I wasn't into that. I, I never had MySpace. I, I didn't care about stuff like that. Yeah, I and, had MySpace. <laughs> you know, I, I was more just, I minded my own business. I just like being to myself, really, and doing farm stuff and housework and mom stuff. So that just didn't really interest me. But now that I moved away, that's the only way I can see my mom, mm. uh, you know, right? because she doesn't have an iPhone. So it's really important to me, and it sucks because of what they're about to do on the 1st October, October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And, I, I read that, you know, too. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. They flat out tell you if they don't like what yeah. you – it's crazy. I mean, you know – and here, here's the libertarian in me, uh, I, and then in the conservative side of me, both of them seems like they're always fighting each other, you know, because one side of me saying, hey, this is a private company, you know, they can pretty much do what they want. And then the conservative side of me is saying, well, uh, they got certain benefits from not being a publisher, you know, so we can't go after them or we can go after them if they're acting like a publisher, which they said that they wasn't going to act like. So it's kind of a little bit back and forth with me on that. But I, I, overall, I like Facebook, but I just don't like when they get super political and they fact check things all the time. And it's like, let the people do the fact checking. Exactly. Let us decide and do our own research. And, you know, when we post something, don't automatically say that our stuff is fake just because you don't agree with it. And you won't give us a chance to prove you wrong because usually those people are wrong. Yeah. And it's insulting. And it, they can say all they want that they don't target Republicans, conservatives, true libertarians. Like, I like how you say you're a libertarian, a true libertarian. Mm -hmm. what a libertarian used to be yeah and yes that that's what i consider myself you know independent but a, a libertarian conservative that's what i consider myself right and just but like I'm me not liberal yeah yeah that's a difference between liberalism and libertarian but yes. here's the Big deal time. here's the deal i'm i'm the type i don't like the democrat party but there was a few candidates that said, you know, hey, if Trump wasn't running, I could see myself voting for, I think it was Delaney. Uh, he's a Democrat. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, I could see myself. Oh, Tulsi, uh, you know, I was very impressed with her. 
Me and too. And they hated her because she had a little bit of, she was a libertarian. She is. She was a true old time Democrat. Not one of these crazy, uh, <laughs> they're, they're nuts. I mean, the things that they are trying to push us to think is right yeah. is nuts. My great-grandmother would be rolling over in her grave. Oh, man, liberalism is, it didn't got crazy. You want to know how I know how crazy it's gotten? You look at a liberal uh, Netflix. They coming out with this movie with these 12-year-olds twerking, and people think that's cool. That's how oh, far yeah, we've that's came. Cool. And have you seen the uh, the movie with the 7-year-old um, sex doll? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, uh, you sh I'll uh, look for it on Facebook and tag you in it. It's got the girl from Pitch Perfect, which mm -hmm. I love her, but she um, finds a sex doll in her. I want to think. I want to say it's her her stepdad, maybe um, yeah. a, a child-looking sex doll in his closet, and he's like, "Yeah, I have a sex doll." That's not okay. Wow. They are normalizing pedophilia. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. care if it's a, a robot. And it's a joke, a, a comedy movie. That is not comedy. That is sick. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know where we're gonna go from here. Twenty twenty, man. Shoot, I keep saying stuff like twenty twenty is not over yet. I mean, hell, it's what September. I mean, exactly. We still got some scary months to go. I mean, I. I, I think they're gonna ruin. They're gonna ruin uh, Halloween for the kids. They're gonna ruin. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna ruin Thanksgiving. They're gonna ruin for Christmas. Our I, I mean, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. They'll, you know, they're already starting to take off our food supply. You know, slowly, little bits at a time. So mm -hmm. when Thanksgiving comes, all of a sudden, the certain foods that all of us need are gonna be shortage and all of a sudden oh my gosh covid's coming back so now we can't uh have more than what three five people right and do you yeah. uh, just to switch gears a little bit do you think people are going to get out and vote this election like actually go to the polls get out and vote or you think this mail-in voting is going to be a big deal the only people that are mail-in voting I understand, you know, elderly people or people that have, you know, very bad problems that uh, I, I believe that they're the ones that are going to do an, not a mail-in vote. They're going to do, they're going to request a ballot and prove that it's them. There's a big difference. And that's, that's what's really, really making me mad about this. People are... The Democrats are trying to make it the same thing, saying, mm. well, Trump uh, mail-in votes. No, he doesn't. He does not get a just random mail-to vote. He requests that, proves it's him, and sends it in. There's a big difference. Mm. But I do believe Republicans are going to the polls because we're not chancing it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that uh, we put that I'm out. I'm not mailing anything. Oh, me neither. 
And I, I just joined this group, Young uh, uh, Liberty for Americans, uh, uh, Young Americans for Liberty. And they, yes, that's all that. they are aggressive, man. And I've, I've already been linked up to the uh, chair of Oklahoma and Texas and Vermont. And they are aggressive with getting people out to vote. And it is one of the most aggressive strategies I've seen. I've been to the website. I've talked to several members. It is aggressive. And I think Republicans uh, and even I think the independent vote is really where it's going to be this election, because a lot of independents in the polls, they are not really saying where they're, where they're leaning. They're not really saying who they're going to vote for. There's a large amount of people that because are still undecided. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know they're scared because of the council culture and, and, and doxing people that look at Tucker Carlson. They show up at oh, his yeah. house and they I tried and tried to get him. I mean, he's had to move twice. Mm -hmm. He has his family hid. They, I mean, they can't go anywhere. Um, because you know, of the New York Times. It scares me. I can only imagine what his family feels like. It's all because of the New York Times. They are personally seeking him out, leaking his address, and it's personal with them. And it's dangerous. That's, you know, and it's time for someone to step up. That is against the law, and it is time for it to be enforced and for it to be charged to the fullest. Yeah, and but, well, I mean, you got to – you, you have to look at the DOJ. I mean, that's very liberal uh, part of the executive. You got uh, Bill Barr. I mean, I'm 50-50 I'm, I'm on Bill Barr. I like his political... Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, uh, I go back and forth with him. I like his law brilliance. I think he's a brilliant person, but as far as charging people, uh, they're not charging anybody. I mean, I don't know if anybody else is going to really just get charged. There might be somebody else that's charged in this Russia uh, investigation, but I think uh, Klein Smith might be the only one, like uh, Trey Gowdy said. But uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly, and I, that is so wrong. He is all he is is the fall guy mm -hmm. because the, the he's not the main one, and the ones that did all of those dirty deeds that if it was on the the shoe was on the other foot, think about it. If Trump was to do that to Biden coming in, do you know how quick he would be in prison for life? Oh, man. And, and I, everyone I, below him, too. Anyone that was connected. I think this Carter Page guy was in on it. <clears throat> A lot of people don't really look at, the, look at it like I do. I look at it totally different. I don't care who Carter Page is. But if you look at, they had got a warrant on the Trump administration. And the best way that they can get a warrant was saying, we believe that this guy is working with Russians. Well, they actually had evidence that he was working with Russians, but it wasn't evidence that he was uh, working with them negatively. He was working through the capacity the of the CIA. So I'm yeah. saying, what are the chances that in an investigation this high up, in a campaign this high up, that the person that works for you worked for the CIA. I mean, I understand people do a lot of jobs. I understand people do a lot of things in politics. But what were the chances that this guy 
had a had a uh, a Russian portfolio. See, uh, my thought on that is, if you watch Carter Page, um, you can tell that he's easily manipulated. Right. Like easily, and I think if you look at when the last time he actually was doing Russian investigations for the CIA. It was before he started working for Trump. Yeah, I know. And I and I think that he realized he had got screwed by them and was doing their dirty work and was done with it. I, that, that, that's what I think. I, think I mean, even if that was it. to be true, what you're saying, wouldn't he be easily blackmailed as well? Absolutely. Do you think the CIA blackmailed him and said, hey, go, we don't need you to just really do nothing. We just need you to be on the campaign. That's our way into the campaign. They just needed somebody in the campaign with a Russian portfolio to say, hey, this guy has contacts with the Russians. We need to they investigate. They just needed one. That's, that was all they needed? I know it's a conspiracy, see, but that's just. See the, oh, no. I, people call me a conspiracy theorist. No, I think deep into things, and I always know that there's more, more than one way to think about something. And if you think about it, you can figure out, you can, you can connect the dots. See, what I think is Papa, see, you think that about Carter Page. I think that about Papadopoulos. Right. I think that they knew he, you know, he has his Russian wife. And then. I think he, his wife is Australian or something like Australian. But she was in connection with a lot of Russians. Yeah, like yeah. She had a lot of friends and, right. you know, she knew a lot of the people high up. Yeah, but the problem well, with that is, is, but that's politics. I don't, I don't understand why they wanted to investigate stuff like that's politics. I know, but uh, they see they used him because he was he isn't very bright. Papadopoulos wasn't very smart. He was smart enough to realize that people were asking him weird stuff, people he didn't know, offering the money, yeah. Why. But he wasn't real smart. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but... So I, I think him and Carter Page possibly were both used as little pit boys to get to Trump is what it was. Yeah, uh, Trump just got to... He got to start putting better people around him. And I like that... That, that angers me. He... Oh, my gosh. He finds... The, and I know it when it happens. He will put someone around him, and I will I will look at my husband and tell him he gives me a bad feeling. I don't like uh, – there's something about him. He makes me cringe, right. or she makes me cringe, and I'll be damned. If not, months later, bam, they've done something sneaky. They, <laughs> somehow, sneaky, sneaky, and, and guess what? Look, Trump had another criminal with him. Yeah, and now there's new books, and his family is a damn disgrace. His niece and all that. Oh, my God. She is just as nuts as her dad was. That's why they had such a a bad relationship. You know, Trump doesn't do drugs or alcohol, never has. Well, his brother was a very bad alcoholic. Oh, yeah. He did drugs, and that's his daughter. Oh, and I heard Trump wasn't even at the hospital when his brother died. That's how the relationship was. Yeah, that's how bad it was. This woman knows nothing 
about the Trump family. She's because her her, her dad was never around them because he was an embarrassment, and they tried to love him and tried to you know have him around, but they had to stop in the eighties because he was drunk all the time. Oh, and okay. For her to come out and say, "Oh, I know this, I know this," because my dad told me your dad was drunk. Right. He was like an old Vietnam vet mm-hmm. that had a little bottle of whiskey and telling stories. Yeah, and we're getting ready to come up on the thirty minute. Uh, we're here at the uh, getting close to the bottom of the top of the hour, so I, I actually want to have you come back for a second session. Uh, here oh, for the, here for the part two. So would you mind holding? Oh no. All right. Give me a second. Okay. And that was Tori. Uh, that was a very interesting interview. Uh, we're gonna bring her for a part two. Uh, thank you for listening to this part one, and thank you for listening to the Tavon show.